This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. This week, MMWR published reports on the primary route of drug use involved in overdose deaths, a successful hepatitis A vaccine campaign, and more. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. First, smoking overtakes injection as the primary route of drug use in U.S. overdose deaths. Second, a hepatitis A vaccine campaign helps prevent an outbreak at the Los Angeles County Jail. Third, improved reporting for Lyme disease helps track and monitor cases. Finally, in 2022, the percentage of U.S. adults who experienced long COVID was higher in some U.S. states. Welcome, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly briefing for the week of February 12th. More than 100,000 overdose deaths occurred in the United States in 2022. Nearly 70% of those involved illegally manufactured fentanyls. In the second report, data from CDC's State Unintentional Drug Overdose Reporting System were analyzed to describe trends and routes of drug use among people who died from a drug overdose. The leading route of drug use changed from injection in 2020 to smoking by 2022. The percentage of overdose deaths with evidence of smoking increased 74%, while the percentage with evidence of injection decreased 29%. This shift may be partially driven by the transition from injecting heroin to smoking illegally manufactured fentanyls, increases in deaths co-involving illegally manufactured fentanyls, and stimulants that might be smoked, and increases in the use of counterfeit pills, which are often smoked. To address overdose risk when drugs are smoked, communities can expand harm reduction services to reach people who smoke drugs. Expanding peer outreach and increasing availability of fentanyl test strips and naloxone are examples of services that can help reduce overdoses. Communities can also increase public health messaging about the risk of overdose from smoking drugs. Hepatitis A is an extremely contagious, vaccine-preventable disease that is spread through close personal contact or by eating contaminated food. In the third report, a hepatitis A vaccination campaign helped prevent an outbreak at the L.A. County Jail after a person who was incarcerated tested positive. Health and vaccination records were analyzed to quickly identify people who were vaccine-eligible. Of the nearly 2,800 people offered the hepatitis A vaccine, 55% were vaccinated, reducing the likelihood of an outbreak. No additional cases were identified. Public health agencies providing health services in correctional settings can use up-to-date electronic health records and state immunization registries to quickly respond to potential hepatitis A exposures and deliver timely vaccinations. It's estimated that nearly half a million people in the U.S. are diagnosed with and treated for Lyme disease each year. Signs and symptoms of early disease include a red, expanding rash, fever, and fatigue. Without treatment, infection can cause damage to the heart, joints, and nervous system. Prior to 2022, National monitoring for Lyme disease required public health workers to collect clinical and laboratory information. 
As Lyme disease increased, the workload associated with tracking cases also increased, particularly among the most highly affected states in the Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, and Upper Midwest. This made it difficult for some states to track and report cases to CDC and to compare trends across different jurisdictions. To better track cases and compare trends across jurisdictions, the case definition for Lyme disease was revised to allow jurisdictions with the highest rates to report cases based on laboratory evidence only, without the need for clinical information on each patient. While this case definition change improves the standardization of surveillance across the high-incidence states, it makes comparison of these rates with previous years less reliable. Post-COVID conditions, also known as long COVID, include many health problems that occur after acute COVID-19 illness. These problems can emerge, persist, or recur following acute illness. They include fatigue, respiratory symptoms, and neurologic symptoms. In the last report, investigators used 2022 Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance System data to determine the percentage of adults who self-reported long COVID and to better understand how long COVID varies in different areas of the U.S. In 2022, the percentage of adults who reported ever experiencing long COVID ranged from 2% in the U.S. Virgin Islands to 11% in West Virginia. The percentage tended to be lower in New England and the Pacific Northwest and higher in the South, Midwest, and West. Long COVID continues to impact millions of people, increasing healthcare needs in every U.S. state and territory. Clinicians and public health professionals can consider state or territory-level estimates to inform policy, strategy, and action. That's all for this briefing. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe to MMWR at cdc.gov MMWR to stay up to date on the latest scientific information. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.